0: He's got a beautiful backswing.
1: Dad! Oh, he got out of that one. Oh my gosh,
0: that is amazing.
1: Layup with an iron into the hazard. <laughs> oh
0: my God! You had to deal with the golf course people too.
1: Well, that
2: wasn't quite what I meant, you know.
1: Welcome in everybody to another edition of the 73rd hole. Colby Powell and Taylor Williams. With you had a great show on Monday with Craig Humphreys. Big shout out to Craig for joining us for our huge Masters recap. Dustin Johnson, this Wednesday, still a Masters champion. Still weird that it's in November. We basically transitioned right, uh, for those of us here in Oklahoma, right from the Masters into Bedlam. So, hell of a sports week. I love it. Uh, and I love the fact that we have more golf this week. We're not shutting it down. Two more tournaments.
0: Yeah, and yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah, and you hit it right on the head with Bedlam this week. Definitely, this state is fired up about that. But, you know how. Especially back in college, we don't do it near as much anymore. But you go out and you have a nice, fun weekend, that kind of thing. And then Monday rolls around because you've had so much drinks and you're just sluggish, hungover, that kind of thing. That's always what it's like after Masters week. Because... Masters hangover. you, You get so animated and excited about it and, and for anyone who hasn't listened to our interview with Craig it, make sure to check it out if you want the full Masters recap we broke it down and you know we gave so much excitement through it and, you know we just exhilarated everything That and we, and and
1: a we, long we, we it, couldn't
0: stop talking no we couldn't and we could have probably went for 10 more hours in all honesty if, we, if we wanted could. to if, if not longer and um but unfortunately a daylight happens and you know we got to get back to families and all <laughs> that stuff you know golf can't can't run the entire world unfortunately it does for for some of us to an extent but but yeah and you know what's surprising us Colby is that we we were talking on on the in, um, interview. we were just talking about about how we don't expect we didn't expect this field to be very good. The field was already out. We just hadn't looked at it because we were so anticipating the Masters. But we got a strength of field, Colby, of what was it three fifty eight or three
2: forty eight?
1: Strength of is three forty eight, which is double nearly every other year since this event started back in twenty ten at Sea Island. 18 players from the top 50 in the world ranking are here. That equals the mark set by the last two events here combined. And it's only the second time that this tournament has featured a reigning major champion, which of course is Shane Lowry, who gets to hang on to his Claret Jug for two years since they shut the Open down. So Shane Lowry, even though it doesn't feel like it, it feels like it was a million years ago whenever he won the Open. Still a reigning major champion playing this week at the RSM.
0: Yes, yeah, 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 and uh, he, he will be someone that I look towards this week because not only – you mentioned the Open Championship feels like it's forever ago. It actually – I mean, it was, what, just a little over a year ago now that it happened, I guess a year and a half ago now. But um, over the last uh, few weeks, Colby, I mean, he's been playing good golf, a lot of top 20 – and finished uh, 25th, I believe, last week at the Masters. Mm-hmm. Pl- actually played with Tiger and Ogletree, the AM, in the first two rounds. And, uh, had the
1: battle to make the cut. He did, and then and, played decent on the weekend,
0: and then and then yeah, and then but up until then, let me get uh, let me get his exact finishes here pulled up because I do have him. He's kind of just been middling. So he's he's got he went twenty fifth and at Houston he finished eleventh, and he went twenty eighth at the, the CJ Cup, and then at one of my favorite tournaments, the BMW PJ at Wentworth in Europe, finished thirteenth. So hasn't broken inside the top ten, but no worse than twenty eighth his last four starts.
1: Yeah, so still playing pretty good. And one thing that Tommy Fleetwood said, I mean, this is like a European Ryder Cup is what it feels like this week at RSM. All the the top Europe. Most of the top Euros are there. like Rory's not there. But a lot of the top Euros uh, are there this week. And Tommy Fleetwood was asked about it. And he said it was an easy trip. Anytime when the schedule makes it simple to play a tournament, especially living in Europe, it's ideal. He said the year has not been pre- full of particularly great performances for me, but we've been doing some good work. And at the end of the day, you have to keep playing through it and building confidence. It just sat well with me. And I think that's the reason that this field is stronger, because you look at all of the uh, – you look at all of the – the European players that are playing this week, I mean, these are guys that they're like, hey, hour up the road from Augusta or whatever it is, hour, or two hours up the road from Augusta, makes it easy to play the Masters and get one more event in, maybe get some extra FedEx World Cup ranking points, a little, little extra cash for Christmas. So I think it worked out well in the schedule. And, you know, some tournaments got screwed by the, the, COVID, the reshifting of the schedule, and it's clear that RSM was helped by it.
0: Yes, absolutely. Like you said, it, it when it's just such easy traveling, especially right now, Kobe, with everything going on in the world, I think easy travel is, you know, something that people sought after and saying if I can go play a tournament and not have to take very much risk to get there, that's going to be something to take advantage of and something that I really do not – Prognosticate very well, um, seen because you look at this field. I'm um, Kobe. We got Webb Simpson, Sogan J M, Fleetwood, like you mentioned. Uh, Terrell Hatton, Russell Henley's played really good here. Um, one of our favorite players on tour now, Matthew Fitzpatrick is playing this week. Had all of his skill allowed him to make the cut last week right. at Augusta, so right. he got a check. Um, finished down. What um, I don't even know what. You're I, I, I cl- just the Euros. I guess of, I, of the top euros that are there. This I, week? I was going right off the the DraftKings lineup. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I mean, that, so that shows. Here's just some euros. 40, Forty-six that masters. Forty-six. Well, that good, for skill.
1: good for him. Uh Good for him. Shane Lowry's there this week. Tommy Fleetwood, Lee Westwood, Tyrrell Hatton's playing this week. Matt Wallace, Justin Rose, Ian Poulter, Danny Willett, Alex Norton, Henrik Stenson, Graham McDowell. Also, some some older guys. You've got uh, Luke Donald in there. Bern Wiesberger, Martin Laird. Uh, you got you know just some different people. Rafa Cabrera Bayo is in this field, and of course the guy with more skill than any of them the uh the short hitting matthew fitzpatrick short straight hitting matthew fitzpatrick although yeah. whenever i watched him at the masters he was fighting a bad case of the hooks with the driver yeah so. if, if
0: you're going to talk about straight as a skill you might want to have that as part of your arsenal if you're going to do it and preach about it and he did not have it because he did not break sixty one time all of last week so well, nobody broke
1: 60 but he didn't. Oh, I'm, break, sorry, he, he didn't I'm, sorry, break I'm sorry, broke seventy. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What
0: no, a loser! No, yeah, he didn't break seventy. Exactly, didn't break seventy. Yeah, if you break sixty at Augusta, that'd be something to uh, to definitely brag about. Yeah. Sure. So, King Smith
1: was the only guy who broke seventy all four rounds. I wonder if anybody else made the cut and didn't break seventy at all.
0: We should go back I, and look. Uh, we could, I, I bet. I bet it happened. Yeah, I bet, I bet somebody went, else. I mean, because it. you think about it, you could shoot 70, 70, 70, 70, and shoot eight under. Yeah, that's true. You know, so, I mean, it's it, the the par fives, and you take advantage of them, that yeah. kind of thing. I was going to say
1: maybe Bernhard just hovered around one or two under all week, but he shot 68 on Thursday. So it wasn't Bernhard. No, no, but Bernhard almost broke his age. Bernhard's a stud. Man, can you imagine if he'd break your, break your age at Augusta? That would be crazy. That would be, I, I mean, mean, that would be
0: something to He might be do. able to
1: do it in six or seven years. Can I, can I ask you something, Colby? Absolutely.
0: Two questions. One, do you think Bernhard ever anchors the putter since it's been banned? <laughs> And two, if he does, does it bother you?
1: Man. Good question. Does he put his thumb on top of the grip and let the putter rest into the into the thumb? And does, does then the thumb rest on the chest? No. And, and is that considered anchoring?
0: No, that would be considered anchoring, but no, it's not. You look at it, and a lot of times when they show close-ups, because it's kind of tough because a lot of times, you know, when you bend over, you have your shirt that hangs down. Yeah. So your shirt isn't your body. So, And you and you can see it, too. You see it a lot because his stroke's not near as fluid as it as it was um, back before the band where it just kind of looked. I mean, it still wasn't the prettiest thing to look at by any stretch of the imagination, but it's at least really smoother. And now you can kind of see when he has it out, like, that I and mean, I mean, obviously, you know, in the podcast you can't listen to it, but he's got to, you know, however far out from his chest, and he kind of just has to move his shoulders and all of his arms a lot more. But there's a lot of times when I look there, my friend, and it, it's, it's, it, it's real close. And you do something for so long, and you know, I mean, maybe he doesn't even sometimes do it purposely, just out of natural doing it for so long, and then you they tell you can't do it, and just maybe out of habit. Go into it because I know that um there's been times where you know like you're tinkering with your putter grip or something and then like you just go out and you hit you tap in a putt and all of a sudden you just use like a like a conventional grip when you use claw or whatever because you put a convention yeah. for 10 years you know no, that I, do, kind I of th- do that you know that kind of thing yeah. yeah so I'll
1: walk up and tap a man with a conventional grip if it's a foot away and I put with the claw
0: yeah exactly yeah. so you know it's like if that was a rule and it said for whatever reason you can't putt conventionally or whatever, you know, but like you just do it out of instinct. You don't think about it and you get up and do it. I I don't know. My my point being is that it it doesn't bother me.
1: It it would bother me if he was doing it on every putt. Uh, And and the fact that we don't even know if he does it at all. I'm just going to say, no, it doesn't bother me. But I, I don't know. I mean, because I don't even know how we would be able to tell. Because like you said, with the shirt, and there's such a fine line between having your thumb, you know, half an inch off your chest and having it just barely touching it. How much does that actually help if your thumb is still on top of the grip? So, I, I don't know. It doesn't bother me. And
0: the same goes for, um, you know, Adam Scott, too, won the uh, Genesis this year. So, yeah. I mean, you know, big time. I mean, so it's very same boat where you got you still have the long putter, but yet you're not supposed to put it in your chest. And there's just, there's just times where I see it, and it's like – man, I don't see how that's not touching your chest. You must, I mean, if you had any type of man boobs, you definitely would be. So that's a... thats, a, that's You said Harry
1: Higgs couldn't use this method.
0: Uh, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so for anyone who is overweight or has a bulkier chest, you are at a disadvantage if you want to use a long putter.
1: Yeah, you'll have to do what Bryson does. You'll have yeah. to use the arm lock.
0: Exactly. Because Bryson wouldn't I, be able I, to that's do it what, I, and, and we can get into a little bit, sidetrack down that quick. What do you think of the arm lock thing? You think they're going to ban that anytime soon? You think they're going to keep going with it? What? I don't think they're going to ban that. No, it's just,
1: I, I think that anchoring rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because it it just seemed like it literally took all the skill out of it to where all you had to do was just move it back and forth. And the face couldn't get... I mean, the the face couldn't get open or closed at impact because you literally have it anchored Uh, like a pendulum... And you had so the many. isn't that.
0: And you had so many players come out. Like Keegan Bradley won the PGA 2011. Webb won the U.S. Open yep. 2012. Adam Scott won the 2013 Masters. So you have this influx of players, and I, there's probably one or two I'm missing in there. These influx of players who are known for their ball striking and you know not good putters. And I think we saw it from all three of those guys really, where they had a struggle period after the uh, the ban- I mean, Keegan even yeah. even Tim still hasn't ever figured
1: it out but webb obviously has absolutely yeah well webb, webb figured it out and then some he might be a better putter now than he was anchoring
0: exactly i mean and um and you know adam's uh, not uh, not the worst putter out there um but st- he was anchoring though. absolutely not no yeah. i mean he was he was actually a pretty perennial putter back then um but uh well, but, let me but, ask you
1: this just because of all the like back issues and stuff that the senior tour players have do you think that they should allow it on the senior tour
0: I, I honestly don't see why not. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it can because also too. Everyone says the older you get, the more nerves you have. So I don't know if that would maybe be because a lot of people say it happens around your forties. At least that's from what I've been told from from elderly players. So you know, at is a fifty year old have less nerves than a sixty year old at that point. So then would that give the older people an advantage? But going back to your question, I don't I don't see a problem with it. In all honesty, I I don't. I'm one of the biggest believers, Colby. I think the PGA Tour should have entirely se- separate, different rules than than your amateur golf, and even your even to an extent, your Champions Tour, and I, I think your your web.com and your lower level should be as close as you can to the PGA Tour, but yet there should still be some different restrictions at each level, I believe, just because, you know, currently right now, I mean, am- you go out and you play 18 holes of golf, I mean, you you're supposed to technically play by the rules which are the exact same as what the pros play and it's like i mean you know we don't you don't do that cuz like you hit one out of bounds you know friendly drop or whatever that kind of thing or you you take a generous um, drop you've hit it in the water or whatever you pick up on a hole that kind of thing so it's not like you're super stringent on the rules but at the same time the fact that it's one of the few sports where the amateurs go by the exact same rules as the pros. So, yeah, I don't, I really don't see a problem with, you know, just, but that's, that's the thing. You have to find the fine line between having the rules construed, but yet at the same time, not making it to such an advantage or even a really a different game at that point.
1: Yeah. I think it could just potentially prolong some of those older guys' careers, some of the guys with back issues. Because obviously, if you're not having to bend over to putt, I mean, practice and all that stuff, it, it takes a toll on your back. So, But anyway, we, we won't dwell on the anchoring for too long. Why don't we get into some 2021 Masters
0: odds, Taylor? We can give out some best oh, bets. Well, we're, we're not over the Masters. I think oh, that's clear. no, no, no. no we're not no over way. the
1: Masters. So we're going to get our Masters hangover out of the way, and then after the break, we'll give you our DraftKings lineups, awesome uh, one-and-done picks, and some betting for the RSM Classic that's taking place this week in Sea Island, Georgia. But... The odds to win the 2021 Masters, which will be played in just under five months, Dustin Johnson, shocker, the guy who just ran away from the field, won by five shots, leads in odds. He is eight to one. At nine to one is Bryson, uh, Rory, and John Rahm are at ten. JT is at eleven, and Brooks Kepke is at fifteen to one. So that gives us what did I just list: six players with better than twenty to one odds. Going into next Masters. Uh, and then we get to some of the other names at 20 to 1, Xander and Cantley, 25 to 1, Morikawa and Webb. And then the group at 30 to 1 includes Tiger Woods. It's Adeki, Patrick Reed, Sung JM, Matt Wolf, and then Tiger. So the usual names, I would say, up up at the top of the odds this week. Yeah, I say. Um, I say this week, this me, week for the Masters, for the, obviously very early on. Yeah,
0: and I think, I think for all any betting connoisseurs out there, I think any of those names you listed right there, Kobe, I think there's no reason to go out and bet that. Well, if if you want to bet this early for the 2021 Masters, you want to find someone who's way down there who you think will gain value by the time the the Masters is up. It's kind of like a, what you should do with a stock, you know, essentially. But this is just more of a short term investment. So, like if you're a big
1: a, Ricky fan, and you think Ricky's going to go out and win the Honda. Okay, well, if he wins a tournament between now and Augusta, he's not going to be seventy to one no. going into well, Augusta. Well, what is what
0: is Spieth at right now?
1: Uh, speeth is do. My odds in front of me only go down to eighty to one. So I don't have Spieth in front of me.
0: So I mean, I mean, that's if for some, if you think Spieth is gonna could turn it around within the next few months, because if he if you can't find him anywhere on their eighty to one, then if, if he just has a couple good finishes, he's gonna vault up to fifty or forty to one at, at worst. In all honesty, so that you want to find players like that or value of people that you think may logistically have a chance, because it doesn't make any. Oh, sense. I missed him. I'm oh. an idiot. He's at fifty to one. There's, okay. a, there's a lot of guys at fifty to one. Oh. So his name got mixed up. Okay, in. fifty to one but the principle still stays the same where if he, if he has one good finish coming up, he's going to vault up to 40 to one or 35 to one or, or help. Uh, heaven forbid he wins a tournament. He'll bump up to 25 to one. And so if you think that that's going to happen, might lay a small coin to do it. But any of those guys that are 30 to one or better, I mean, maybe with this um, exception of, of a 30 to one guy, I'd say probably 25 to one because there's not much room for improvement. Yeah, they're so, not going to move a ton. Yeah.
1: Like, like me, if, if you want to bet, let's, so you want to bet Rory. You think Rory's going to win next year's Masters. Well, don't bet him now at 10-1 to 1 because even if Rory plays good golf between now and the Masters, what's he going to go down to? Maybe 8-1. to 1. But what if Rory doesn't play good golf between now and the Masters? And then by the time Masters week rolls around, you could get him at like 16 or 18-1. to 1. Exactly. That would be a lot better situation. So I think we're both in agreement here. If you think a long shot is going to find his game between now and April, go sprinkle a little bit on him. But kind of stay away from the top guys because – it's not like their odds are going to get a, a ton worse. Their odds could only get better for you. So,
2: well, and
0: if the odds get worse, then it's in your benefit to not pick them. But the the benefit, or if the um, so, I'm um, sorry, I misspoke there. Um, what I was trying to say is that with you know someone like DJ who's six to one you know, they're not going to go all the way up to four to one. And you so you're not going to have value there in a sense. But DJ could easily go back to nine to one or ten to one. And the same for Bryson. What, Bryson was eight to one, you said? Nine on? to one. Nine to one. Okay, yep. so Bryson. Bryson could have a few bad weeks in a row where he's not hitting his driver good. He could go back to 12 to one or 13 to one, you know, by that point. But he's not... He's not going to vault up to four to one, you know. So you're not going to gain any value with with getting these lower guys. But you can definitely gain value on someone like Spieth, who's fifty to one. Because, I mean, he's shown some really bad golf. But I mean, unless he just misses every cut up until the Masters, then because I was really shocked when you said he wasn't on there from eighty to one, and I, cause I that was really surprising. But. Um, so that makes more sense that he was fifty to one, but at the same time, you know he's he's not going to drop that much lower than that. He's not going to be a hundred to one shot to win the Masters in twenty twenty one.
1: No, you know not so, unless he misses every cut going in. I will say this, Spieth, and even if he
0: does, I don't think he would be that high.
1: Yeah, maybe not. And and Spieth at least has this going for him that he knows he's in the field. Uh, the risk that you're taking if you bet a guy like Ricky. Uh, He might not be in the field. Obviously, Speeds won the Masters, so he can keep coming back as long as he wants. You've got to be in the top 50 in the official world golf ranking the week before the Masters. Basically, whenever the field is set, you have to be top 50 in the world, uh, unless, of course, you've qualified Otherwise, you, you could have finished top 12 last week. Corey Connor, C.T. Pan, Dylan Fratelli.
0: Win, win any PGA Tour event yep. that's not um, off, uh, an off-week tournament. Yeah, like that's why Hovland. Opposite field. Yeah, Hovland is going to be in this coming
1: April because of his world ranking, not because of his win in Puerto Rico, because that was an opposite field event. Um, and Ricky Fowler is currently ranked, after the Masters last week, number 48 in the world. Ooh. Not playing good golf. He has not finished a year, a calendar year, outside the top 50 in the world ranking since 2009. That was the year he turned pro. He's only fallen outside the top 50 at any point once. That was in 2014, uh, around the Match Play Championship in February. And he quickly got back into the uh, top five with top five finishes, or the top 50 with top five finishes in all four Yeah, that's, majors. Cra- that's
0: crazy, And it, I, I was really surprised to hear that 2014 was the year, because at that's the start a, of the year, yes. then he just turned it on. Yeah. So, I mean, he was guaranteed inside the top ten in the world after that.
1: Point. Yeah, and then he went just in fuego in 2014 and found his game, and now he seems like he lost his game, but, boy, I tell you what, it would be... I, I don't even know. It, it just doesn't seem like Ricky sh- is a bubble guy for the Masters, because he's been such a staple in the game of golf for so long, but he really is just kind of a guy right now with the type of golf that he's playing. I mean, you you look at his game for a while, he leaned on putting heavily, but you look at his game right now and, and you say, what is one thing that he is great at that his game can lean on any given day when he needs it to. And I feel like that's why he's just had all these, you know, 32nd place finishes because nothing in his game is really great right now.
0: Well, you know, it's it really breaks my heart to say this is an OU football fan, but anyone who is in false football will get this reference. I feel like Ricky is the golf equivalent to Baker Mayfield in the NFL. Ah. Where it's you know it's you see him on the commercials, very flashy. You know people like him. He's very polarizing. It's a good comparison. You know and just do, hasn't lived up to expectations right. yet. We see flashes of brilliance. And, and granted, I mean, but we don't see sustained brilliance. Yeah, and I'm gonna back up my boy Baker. He's been out there two and a half years compared to Ricky's ten now. Okay, you know yeah. and, and so he's starting to he's starting to wind down. When like you said, 2014 top five top five in all four majors. Yep. Been six years since then, and and now we're at a point to where he's almost outside the top 50 in the world so but I think for for a lot of our listeners who are OU football fans I think that's a that's a good comparison to make because it's just clear Ricky has not lived up to his expectations and um and like I just said he would if you asked him right now I guarantee he would say he's not currently in his game or even in the past what he wants to be with this game but it's just a matter of how hard like he like we talked about the other day Colby um Butch even asked you know how hard does he want to work how you know how determined is he to do this and I think it's a really good question and I showed um, my uh, beautiful girlfriend, Caitlin, the picture the other day of Ricky at the Ryder cup. Remember when he did, he was the only one without a spouse. And so he just made the funny face and everyone else did. And, um, and so now he's married currently. He is married. He is married. So I, we we talk about this with Jordan. I mean, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. It's just, it's just you, you know, you look at the timing of events, things happen. You just never know, but it doesn't necessarily mean that your life's going bad. And maybe your life values have changed. So all of a sudden, instead of practicing golf 12 hours a day, um, hell, I want to go home and spend time with my wife and my family. I mean, thats I don't see anything wrong with that. We hear that with Tiger. He spends more time with his kids than he does on the golf course. And he's not winning golf tournaments right now. But in all honesty, I don't think that he would trade that for spending time with his family.
1: Right, but that doesn't mean that his quality of life isn't higher. Yeah, I I totally agree with what you're saying there. Uh, Speaking of top 50, friend of the show, Taylor Gooch, not too far out. And he's in the field this week at the RSM Classic. We will talk about his chances much more, give you our DraftKings lineups, our best bets this week when we come back. Stay with us right here. RSM Classic Preview coming up on the other side right here on the 73rd hole
2: when something the size of a golf ball hits your roof you need to call mcrae roofing mcrae roofing is oklahoma's designer roofing service specialist for years jeff mcrae and the experienced team at mcrae roofing and exteriors have served fellow oklahomans by helping them with their roofing needs mcrae roofing uses only top quality materials and professional crews to make sure that each job is done right so it will give you the years of service security and protection you need from the unpredictable oklahoma weather mcrae roofing offers residential and commercial roofing ventilation services and custom copper designs mcrae roofing is dedicated to exceeding the homeowner's expectations it's not just a roof it is your home's crowning glory call McCray roofing today at 405-692-4000 that's 405-692-4000 Make sure to also visit their website at mcrayroofing.com. That's M-C-R-A-Y roofing.com. Don't get caught with a leaking roof. Contact McRae Roofing for your free inspection today.
1: Welcome back. Rolling along here on the 73rd hole. Colby Powell, Taylor Williams, Sea Island, Georgia this week. Par 70. So we've had a few par 72s in a row, it feels like. And now we're getting a par 70 at the RSM Classic at Sea Island Resort. They've got a couple of courses. This is the one, of course, that is Seaside. Goes just a shade over 7,000 yards. 7,005 yards. Pretty short. For a tour course, it is a par seventy, uh, but still pretty short for what you see. Yeah, they've got the uh, the seaside course and then the plantation course, which is inland and it's actually a par seventy-two. Uh, but we'll be on the seaside course, and I'm looking here. I think it's just it's three par fives, and uh, what what would that make it? Five par threes then? Yes, four par threes. You nope, said you know they would have to
0: be five if there's three. if if you have the equal amount at seventy-two.
1: Yeah, if you have the equal amount at seventy-two, I'm looking here. One, two, three par fives. One. Two, three, four, par three. That
0: doesn't... I, I guarantee you one of the par fives they're going to make into a par yeah, four. Yeah, you're right.
1: They'll play one of the par fives as a par four. Uh, so, of the par fives, number four is 623 yards. I would imagine it would not be that one. Number seven is 582 yards. And then number 15 is 565 yards. So, they'll probably move up either number seven or number 15 and play it as a par four. A long par four.
0: Yeah, yeah, you would think so. It would. I would think it would be the one on the uh, front nine because... You know, it, that would make the nines real weird. You go 37-33, wouldn't you, if you don't have a par 5 on the back? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be weird. Unless they've got all the par three stacked on the front. No, there's only two par 3s on the front, two yeah. on the back. So you go 37-33, yeah. that's a little weird. I So I think if they do, it would be probably that one on the back. But even if it's 562, I guess they'll move it up to probably 510 or five 500, something like that, which, yeah. I mean, if, if you hit it 330 yards, you're going to hit uh, – you have 170 in. 8-iron. So 8-iron, yeah, yeah. for these yeah, I mean, so, I mean guys, yeah. Uh, so a par four over 500 yards and you're hitting eight iron into it. That's, I mean, that's. Yeah, no big deal. But that's just the modern game, man. No big deal.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I hit eight iron into par, par fives all the
0: time. Yeah, though I, I do on the ones that are 460 downwind. Uh, well, I was talking about
1: my third shot. Give myself a look at birdie.
0: That's good. That's yeah, true. Exactly. And you always give yourself a bonus stroke before the hole, so you're actually hitting two. Bonus strokes are great. Yes, they are. I
1: love pops. Love yeah. popping. You know what I
0: don't love? Net skins
1: games. Oh, Net that, skins
0: games are the worst. I that, think that, I'm going to stop playing them. No, that's they're, – they're no fun. It's not right. I mean, because, two, one thing, too, not to get down this rabbit hole too bad, Colby, but
1: – No, we can get th- down because I'm upset about my skins game I played in yesterday. I got okay. hosed. I made, I made like, 50-footer for birdie, a really hard par four. I, had five, I went driver five iron into this par four. Made, like, 50-footer for birdie, and then a high handicapper uh part it and got a four net three.
0: And see, so my point being is that, so you get your pops based off the handicap holes, correct? So on on the number one handicap hole, if someone has one more handicap than you, they'll get a bonus stroke on that hole. Yeah, And then on two or whatever. So have you ever played a course where one... Where like the front nine wasn't all odd number handicap and the back nine was even or vice versa? Uh,
1: vice versa, yeah. At the course that I play at the greens up here, front nine is even numbered handicaps, back
0: nine is odd numbered handicaps. Yeah, so my point being is that in in what re in on what course is every opposite hole on front and back going to be the hardest the, to the easiest. Right. You know, so it's it's a skewed system either way. And a lot of times, you'll, the hardest handicap hole is just the hole that's the longest, where it's like you'll have a 210-yard par three, and it's like the 15th handicap, and you're like, wait, what? Also,
1: also courses over value par fives, because par fives are harder for higher handicaps because they have to hit more shots to get there. But then those holes are rated as some of the highest hardest holes on the course and good players are going driver five iron into these par fives and it's the fourth hardest hole on the course according to the card... Because a 15-handicapper takes him four or five tries to get to the green, whereas a good player just hits driver five iron on the green and two butts for birdie.
0: Yeah, and, well, I mean, I'm sure, you know, I know a lot of them, you know, you do too, Colby, where, you know, someone can be a, an 8 to 12 handicap and hit the ball a mile. You know, they're just oh, yeah. not very good at the rest of their game. But you don't see it very often where someone's an 18 to 20 handicap and they can hit it 300 yards. You know, that's normally not right. a thing, you know, so to have the to, those par fives to be your hardest handicap holes is just completely asinine because they'll play harder for the um, the worst golfer, but as it just showed, it's going to bring the it could bring the worser player into it because a twelve handicap can get a bonus stroke when they actually when they actually hit it further than you, and um, it really doesn't make any sense at all, Colby. Yeah. So I completely agree. So anyway, last little rabbit hole we got down there. How about some
1: DraftKings for the RSM Classic this week?
0: Let's do it. Yeah, we we still got the Masters hangover, but anytime there's a potential to make money, we are in. And this is, I mean,
1: it's a surprisingly it's a good, good, it's, a good, it's, a good field,
0: it's a good field, and I think we're gonna I think we're gonna have a little drama this weekend. I, I got a feeling that it's not gonna be like this last masters or the US Open where we know by the back 9 who's going to be the winner. I think I think we have some drama and I don't know if you I know you have the best bets in front of you, Colby. Um there may be a prop bet on there for if there's gonna be a playoff or not. And I would be more leaning to bet that there's gonna be a playoff this week. Hope I would years in a row, playoffs. I, I I I don't know. I don't know if it's just the course, the environment, whatever it is. I know I know it's a trend there, so that might be why it's recency bias, that kind of thing. But I got a weird feeling it's gonna be a really close tournament. And I think if there if you can get some good value on a prop bet, if there'll be a playoff or not, I'd say throw a little bit of money on it.
1: Yeah, not a bad idea at all. So uh all right, let's start with our cheapest. Players on DraftKings. Uh, I am not in the six thousands this week. My cheapest player comes so you, in. So you at got 7K. pretty. You
0: got pretty level level uh, lineup then. Uh,
1: not at all. Not at all. No, I just liked a lot of guys in the sevens. So I've got four. guys in the sevens.
0: You went low sevens and then went real high. Pretty much, yeah. Okay,
1: I've got I've got four guys in the sevens. So we'll start with my cheapest. My cheapest is Matthew Neesmith. Matthew Niesmith. Tell me S- about Matthew
0: Neesmith. So he's from I'm South
1: ver- Carolina, okay. born and raised. So he likes this area. He like this is all Bermuda. It's Bermuda fairways, Bermuda greens at Sea Island this week. Um, he puts much better out there on these types of greens. Two weeks ago at Houston. He, he struck the ball incredibly well, but his putting stats uh, made Hideki look like S- Steve Stricker in his prime. So I'm figuring guy who's hitting the ball really well, getting back to a surface that he likes to putt on for 7K, I'll
0: take Smith with some value. Did you really just say someone made Hideki look like Stricker in his prime? I, I mean... Uh, that might be overboard. That I is, that, gone is overboard. that is, I mean, that is. <laughs> I did mean, if I've see, ever heard it over
1: an exaggeration, Real quick, <laughs> holy moly! I know we're trying to get over our Masters hangover. Not talk more about the Masters, but did you see the birdie attempt that Hideki had on number eight? I, I oh yes, was I, was I was Friday. about to say, yeah,
0: it was a two and a half footer, a
1: three so, footer. So, so he lipped Didn't out for, he lipped out the chip for eagle. Lipped out the chip for eagle. I mean, the ball barely rolls by the hole. I bet it was two feet coming back and. It wasn't even
0: close. It was three inches low on a two-foot, two-and-a-half-footer. And and honestly,
1: the, the, the guys on the broadcast were like, man, that one just really snapped off there to the right. I think it was a left-center putt. I think he started it right lip and pushed it two inches. And I, I think he had right
0: spin on the ball, too. <laughs> He, you know, he, he, he He sliced his putt. He, he That's exactly it. what he did. It was it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. So I had to make sure that what you said was accurate because I, I literally thought that I had heard so, it's something because yeah. something that wasn't even possible.
1: Probably going overboard. I apologize to Steve Stricker's prime.
0: Yes, yeah, so that that was deeply disrespectful because Stricker was is and it still is really awesome at that. Um, so my cheapest guy, Colby, is um young guys. So you you notice a trend in my lineup. I know from just from my playing experience when you get late into the season like this. You know, because even these pros that have been around, you know, they're they're naturally used to shutting down at this time. So I'm looking for guys that I mean, that this
1: are, time, they've already been shut down for six weeks, usually.
0: Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I'm looking for guys who are playing in form right now because that means that they know how to play under this and they're not used to their schedule. Because, I mean, you know, Colby, some people are, you know, got... I don't like to use the term OCD because it actually is a disease, but, you know, people who like a schedule a certain way, yes. you know, and do it. and then Creatures all, of habit, if cre- you will. That, that's a great yeah. way to phrase it, absolutely. So, you know, I'm looking for guys that are just been... And in form and playing good. So my cheapest guy, is 6,700 Colby, give me Doug Gim, a uh, former Longhorn, so that's definitely not the reason yep. I picked him. Shame on you. But um, Horns down always. Uh, three of his last four tournaments he has finished inside the top 23. So, um, for a guy in the 6,000s uh, at a field that is actually fairly decent comparatively to what we thought it was, I'm going to take a guy for that cheap who's been on some pretty good form. So, then that leaves me with a snake draft. My next cheapest, i got to go through here. So, my next cheapest, Colby, 7,600. This is a guy that's – yeah, the, our
1: lineups look way different.
0: No, they are going to be. So, th- this is going to be really good for the listeners. You'll have a lot of options here. guy that you were on a, a few weeks ago, and I've been on for a little bit, um, Colby, give me Seb Straka. Um, last few weeks finished 5th at Houston, uh, 21st at the Bermuda, and um, then going back 43rd at Shriners, um, 67th, Sanderson missed the cut by one, and then 33rd and then 14th all the way back to the Safeway. So playing some pretty good golf ever since the um, the restart after the Tour Championship.
1: Yeah, this one's tough because my initial DraftKings lineup had Sep Straka in it, and then I kind of made some tweaks and he ended up falling out. He's missed the cut here in his only two appearances, but obviously he was a very different golfer at that time. He's playing better golf than he's ever played. So I was struggling with how to balance the fact that he's on much better form than he's been. And he's a better player than he was the last two times he came here. And the fact that maybe the course doesn't set up well for him. So I just avoided him, but I do like that. I've liked him throughout the season. I've had him rostered several times. So uh, my second cheapest at 7,100, so only a hundred dollars more expensive. A guy who was struggling, but has made four consecutive cuts. And really needs some finishes kind of to get his career back on track, needs to play some good golf. That's Brant Snedeker. Okay. Brant Snedeker, guys, uh, yeah. won a lot of PGA Tour events, been good for a long time. I haven't heard his name in a while.
0: He's kind of he's uh, fallen he's, off. Yeah, he has. Yeah, you know, he's fallen, extent, he's I, fallen I, off. Quite a bit, let but, me look up where he's at in the official World Golf rankings while Yeah, you check look. that
1: out. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, he's 7,100. He's made four cuts in a row, th- so I think he's trending in the right direction. So I'm going to give Snedeker the benefit of the doubt this week, a veteran at 7,100. Uh, and then while you look that up, I've got a couple 92 70,
0: actually so 9 it, as, it still ranking. hasn't gotten outside of the um the top 100 which is good but some of his last finishes Colby 59th uh, 44th, 33rd actually had 17th at the Sanderson Farms but before that miscut 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 yep. 42nd 51st 67th miscut miscut 41st miscut um T22nd miscut miscut yep. so, so I mean not good
1: since the restart but the last month he's found something a little bit so I'm hoping that that continues SC Island. You mentioned he's 92 in the world. That means he's seven spots behind My next cheapest, at seventy nine hundred, which is Taylor Gooch, uh, a guy that I I imagine you might have in your lineup as well. Finished what did he finish? Solo fourth in Houston after that Sunday sixty three. And and to
0: go along with um, the, I I keep getting confused, Cole, but the CJ Cup and the Zozo, whichever one was at Shadow Creek. Uh, Shadow Creek was CJ Cup. CJ Cup, yeah. yeah, So had his fourth or fifth place finish there, whatever it was. Top
1: five, two of his last three starts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he's still sub eight thousand. In, no. in, in this field, a field with a strength of 348. So I got to run Gucci out.
0: Yeah, and and they're starting to give him a little bit more respect because he had been in the they low are. 7,000s and even sometimes in the 6,000 been range. like
1: 67 6,800 a lot. But especially on this course, you know, this course only just has the two par fives. Well, what is Taylor exceptional at? Iron play, ball striking. You know, approach game. I think that this course suits him pretty well. Uh, early in his career, when he wasn't quite the golfer that he is now, he didn't play this course as well. Missed the cut his first two appearances here. But last year, when his game really started to come around, he finished twenty third here. Well, so and one like one,
0: one thing about that too, Colby, is that um, it's you know Sea Island, so the wind can pick up there. I haven't looked at the forecast, yeah. so I don't know what it'll be like. So. Anyone who has a lot of experience in the wind will have a, a really good chance to succeed there. So I really do like Taylor's chances. Um, and unfortunately, did not fit him in my lineup. I There was like two or three players who, if I had 100 or $200 more dollars, it would have worked out. You, you got two picks, didn't you? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, just make, just making sure. Uh, by the
1: way, the wind all four days is expected to be out of the northeast. So that would be interesting. But temperatures will be in the low 70s. Uh, and it's expected to be between 10 and 20 all week. So if so, you get I mean, some I'm, of those gustier days...
0: It could it could get a little little blowy and and whenever it says ten to twenty there a lot of times you'll see is you might have Thursday or Friday where one wave could get the better end of the draw because it may be blowing. 5 to 10 in the morning, where in the afternoon it blows 15 to 20. So, that could be something to look out for for this tournament. So, um, going next, my next most expensive Colby was only $100 more than Seb Straka, a guy who is literally the definition of a putting machine. I think, without a doubt, the best putter on tour right now, Denny McCarthy, 7,700.
1: I mean, all the analytics show that he is far and away the best putter on tour, and has been for like three years.
0: And it's sad to say, but... You look at everything else in his game, and it's really the only thing that's kept him kept him afloat. But I mean, if you're the, if the analytics say you're by far the best putter in the world, if you're by far the best at something in this game, even Boo you know Boo Weekley is one of the worst worst putters of all time, but he did the ball to ten feet. Well, and how show. about
1: how about just you know fifteen minutes ago we were talking about Ricky Fowler, and we were like, what is he great at right now? What can his game lean on? Well, Denny McCarthy knows he's going to go out and he's going to make everything. All he's got to do is strike the ball well here and there, and he can get some top 10, top 20 finishes because he puts so well everywhere he goes. Yeah, and, and it, it doesn't even matter what kind of surface he's on. He just makes putts.
0: exactly right. And, we're look, and recent finishes, we're looking at 38th, 4th, had a 57th at the Shriners, but then 6th uh, at Sanderson Farms, and then actually going back, had a ninth at the Wyndham before um, the FedEx playoffs. So, shown some pretty decent form over the last few months. So, pretty good value in a, in a deep field. I would have liked to fit Gucci in there at $7,900, but um, like I said, only a couple hundred dollars off. And then the next most expensive, Colby, is a guy who is the definition of a young gun. I mean, this—I mean, I keep—I keep forgetting how young he is whenever we talk about him. Ninety-one hundred. Give me Joaquin Neiman. I mean, he has just been playing some really good golf. Really crazy to think about that. You know, obviously last week he was. How old is in, he? How would you just say? I think he's twenty-one or twenty-two, something like that. He—I mean, he's way young. He was. I mean, yeah, p- punch in exactly how old he is. But I, while I read off his finishes, so, 20, twenty-two. But he
1: just turned twenty-two, November seventh. Was his birthday, so he just turned twenty two years old.
0: Feels like this guy's been on tour for. I mean, he has. He's been on tour since he was nineteen, I believe. So yeah, he was, you remember he was the number one amateur in the world
1: coming yeah. out of Chile mm-hmm. whenever he came on, and then he's. I mean, he's played some pretty good golf. He's a PGA Tour winner, and you know he's done some
0: things. Oh yeah, I mean he might have some back issues in a few years because I don't know how that that's. God, uh, that he, back he, he gets some torque. Oh boy, I mean it's it it's something to look at. It really is. If I my back's hurting right now, just thinking but, but about. When,
1: it. But when he can get it timed up just right and hit that little stinger driver. Oh, my God.
0: It, it, it's pretty to watch, and he's got a phenomenal short game and really good putter. So, I, I really like a lot about his game. Um, recent finish is 17th, 6th, uh, 13th, 23rd, 20th, um, 20 I'm sorry, 23rd, 27th, and then 3rd. Um, that's going back all the way to the BMW Championship the week before um, the Tour Championship. So, really good golf ever since that stretch. So, I mean, I just said it was someone that I had to throw in my line. Where,
1: where would you guess he's ranked, top of your head, world golf ranking, Joaquin Neiman? 42. Oh, my God. Way off. No, 43. Oh, wow. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> almost nailed it right on the head. I was like, Dang man, it. you almost uh, crushed it. And actually, he moved down one place because he didn't get to play in the Masters last week because he had COVID. Oh, wow. So he moved down from 42 to 43 after last week.
0: Maybe I maybe I looked at it and subconsciously I remembered that or something. Yeah, maybe I, just I, I, mean, I, through I and saw his name and... Spit it out. Well done.
1: Well done, sir. I'm
0: not that. Thank you. Yeah. But w- was that your two? You got another one. Um, I think that, that I, I, yeah, I gave two because I gave uh, McCarthy and um, and. Okay, sweet. Uh, Neiman. Yeah. Sweet.
1: Because my top three picks here, I like a whole lot. A whole, whole lot. Um, one of those is a guy, he's made at least, as far back as I can see here, at least six cuts in a row. Played really well last week at Augusta. His, uh, his one win that he has on the PGA Tour came the week after Augusta. Of course, he didn't play the Masters that week, but we don't care about that. He won the week after Augusta. C.T. Pan. Give me C.T. Pan on a short golf course. He's not a bomber. He's played this course three times. Most recently in 20, what was that, 2019? So two years ago. Um, I mean, it was only a year ago, but two tournaments ago um, in that season, he missed the cut. But the two years prior to that, he finished 13th and 6th. And I think he's one of those guys that's kind of streaky, and I think he might be on right now. So give me CT Pan at seventy nine hundred. He Same definitely showed some
0: flashes at the Masters and had a really good Sunday. I didn't see what his what his final number was, but I know that he he closed the finishing it. seventh. Yeah, yeah. T 7 Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm, you, I talk about you know you want to find someone who's on form. CT Pan definitely fits that says fits that role. So who, uh, who you guys are your next pick? Uh next
1: pick eighty five hundred. I'm going to go with Scott Toy, friend of the show. He, of course, is on the bag for Brian Harmon. Brian Harmon has made, as far as I can see, eight cuts in a row going back, three top 15s in that span as well. And, I mean, this is his part of the country. This is where he's from. He's missed two cuts here in eight tries, but the last three years, 14th last year, 32nd the year before, 4th the year before that. His, his wins on tour have come on Bermuda. He likes Bermuda. And we like Scott Tway, so I'm running out Brian Harmon this
0: week. Yeah, I, I love the Brian Harmon pick. I, I think he fits this course really well, and I think he'll have a uh, a good week. Um, did, you got one more left, don't you?
1: Uh, I've got one more left, but yep. oh, oh, yeah, but, yeah, so, but I so, got one too. Fire so, away. Yep, so snake I'll, draft. We get confused on our I, snake draft.
0: I, I really do. It's so much easier in fantasy football when you have the computer in front why don't of we you. Just,
1: why don't we just stop doing snake draft and
0: just alternate? Because this is a lot more fun. This
1: is more fun. It's yeah. got to be more fun for the listeners to try to keep track of what the hell we're doing. Yeah, yeah, that that, <laughs>
0: that is true. We're not making it as user friendly as we could. Um, we mentioned earlier in the show Colby just hundred dollars more than my Joaquin Neiman ninety two hundred reigning open champion Shane Lowry. Um, read off his last few finishes I did earlier in the show, but I'll do it again. Um, 25th at the Masters, 11th at uh, Houston Open, 28th at the CJ Cup, 13th at Wentworth across the Pond. So, last four tournaments since October turned around. He's played some really good golf, so I'm going to keep rolling that out. And I liked what I saw at Augusta from the times I saw him. And most expensive— oh, you, see, you
1: seen him on Faraday? You, see, you seen the Faraday with Shane Lowry? I,
0: you know, I think I've seen—I don't think—I know I haven't seen the full thing. I know well, it's I pretty good because, you know, he's
1: got that thick Scottish accent. Scottish, Irish. 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 Yeah, he's got that thick Irish accent and, you know, Faraday asked him about some of his blow-ups where he's broken clubs over his knees and throwing clubs in the water. Oh, fucking, you fucking idiot. So, you know, yeah, all that the one at stuff. the Honda so, that we, yeah, we yeah, had. Yeah, the one at the Honda. Yeah, great hot mic moment with Shane Lowry. If you haven't heard it, Google Shane Lowry, Honda Classic cussing. Uh, it's it's absolutely brilliant. But yeah, good, good fair to episode, Shane Lowry.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'll be- make sure to check that out. You guys check that out too. And then my most expensive Colby, $9,700. Um, I'm. I mean, I've said him almost every tournament this year. Um, I mean, just a guy I love. Oh, I, like I, a broken record here. Geez, I, I know it. But man, do I need to read off the finishes? I, has this guy even played any golf in Georgia, though? Is he comfortable in
1: the state of Georgia?
0: It's a good question. I mean, it's read off these recent finishes: twenty eighth, tenth, uh, missed a cut at the Shriners before that, fourth, twelfth, fortieth, second, twenty third, nineteenth, eighteenth, thirteenth, seventeenth, and then. Yeah, going, it's just not consistent uh, enough for me. Uh, so yeah, I, I think just top twenty he'll, he'll, every week
1: doesn't do it for you. he will
0: probably fade him. Um, so yeah, eight top ten. Um, on the uh, DraftKings calendar list as far as it says. Um, give me Harry English. I'm 9,700. So.
1: Love the way Harris English is playing. He's playing better golf than he has in a while. I will say, it's kind of hit or miss. He's played this tournament eight times. He's made the cut four. He's missed the cut four.
0: So uh, it, it, it's, it's playing well, good golf right now, though. It's playing... It, it's... It's a hit-or-miss thing, but at the same time, like I said, I'm going for guys that have just been playing good because it's with the unique season, you get this far late into the calendar year. These these Some of these pros who are creatures of habit, like you phrased it earlier, Kobe, so brilliant, brilliantly they can get out of their routine and may not be in it, so that's why I'm looking for guys who have been on form and been playing well, and Harry English is the definition of that mold.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of going the other way. I'm going horses for courses here, and I'm hoping that he hasn't already shut down mentally for the end of the season. I'm taking the most expensive guy on the board. I'm taking Webb. I mean, this is horses for courses.
0: But but he hasn't really played that well here, Colby. Read read off the finish. He hasn't.
1: He actually did end up getting a 10th place finish last week at the Masters. Kind of backdoored it. Was never really in contention to win the tournament. But was just kind of steady all week. Uh, but his finishes are better than you think. I think he's been backdooring most of these. He was 17th a few weeks ago uh, out in Cali. 13th, 8th, 17th, 6th. So I was his... totally
0: being sarcastic when I was talking about Okay, we I got, it. About that.
1: Yeah. I got it. His last six events, He's his 17th is his worst finish. Three top 10s in that span. But, he hasn't really been there to win one on Sunday. He's kind of just hovered and then just faded and got a top 10. And at a course like this, where he finished second last year, lost to Tyler Duncan in a playoff, third the year before, got another runner up here in 2012, a seventh place finish here in 2014. He's never missed a cut here. He did WD here in 2018, but never missed a cut here. I just think that if you're looking for a safe plug-and-play option where you can still find plenty of guys further down the board to make it work salary-wise – I think Webb is that safe plug and play option now it, he could always have a master's hangover and just come out totally flat miss the cut and then go into his off season and go on vacation but i don't think that's going to happen i think he's going to be in contention come sunday
0: no he, he's he's most expensive on the DraftKings board and yeah if you if you like the value that you can find around there definitely build around it because i would i would definitely say if i had to throw money on someone to win the tournament i think it would be webb well, you that, know, like like if we did what we did last week, where they saying no odds whenever you had DJ right, and I, I picked right. Bryce. You know, if no odds in odds there. Aside, I, odds know. aside, I think we, I would pick Web. I think
1: I would as well. Uh, now I probably won't bet Web because again, I just I don't like throwing money on guys that are ten to one or smaller odds because especially in a field like this, anybody could just. Get hot for four days and win this event. There's so many guys that could win this event. Webb is ten to one, so I'm probably staying away from Webb at ten to one. But you can get really good value a little bit further down because he and Tyrrell Hatton are the only guys at better than twenty to one odds. Hatton is eighteen to one, and then rounding out the top five in odds, or I'll take you all the way to thirty to one. Sungjae is twenty to one, coming off his T two last week at Augusta. Tommy Fleetwood's twenty two to one. Has really played no good golf to speak of lately. But,
0: but, but yeah, I was going to ask you about Fleetwood. Is, any any chances is is PJ Tour breakthrough? No, no, he's not, he's just not playing good enough golf. I mean, I, it would be,
1: it would almost be like a flash in a pan at this point. Because let me go pull up Fleetwood's. He actually did finish nineteenth last week, which is better than I thought. The two events prior to that, he, 57th he did kind of backdoor that. He
0: I don't know if you saw his chip on. Um, on uh, twelve, Colby, but he was on the far left side and chipped it. He was going to chip it in the pond, but it hit the pin, went in for birdie. So he, um, he definitely had the little backdoors there. Nineteenth, yeah. Finish. I
1: mean, in the last, let's look here. In the last three months, he has three finishes better than twentieth, uh, and he's got a forty fourth, a fifty seventh, a 59th, two missed cuts mixed in there. So no, I do not think that this is his breakthrough on this side of the pond. It's just. He doesn't play a ton over here, and usually whenever he does, it's a loaded field, so this is not as good of a field as he usually plays in because he usually comes over for the WGCs and the majors. And it's going to be real hard to get your breakthrough at a WGC or a major because the best players in the world are there, so I I don't know how to feel about Fleetwood. Obviously a great player, but... It'd be real hard for me to pick him to, to win on any given week. Uh, the other guys that are better than 30 to 1 this week are Russell Henley, who's been playing really good golf. He's at 28 to 1. Wanted to fit him in my DraftKings and could not. Uh, the straight hitting, very skilled Matthew Fitzpatrick is 28 to 1. Uh, as much as we don't like him, this course might actually suit him, being 7,000 yards, par 70. And then Jason Day is twenty eight to one and I cannot I cannot possibly fade Jason Day enough because you just
0: never know what he's gonna M- do. Miss the cut at Augusta, of course, that he play, normally plays so well. And after playing well
1: in Houston the week before.
0: Yeah. So missed the cut, I mean just so streaky, I, I would definitely stay away from Jason Day. But uh, but you know,
1: finished seventh at Houston two weeks ago and then missed the cut last week at Augusta where
0: he he lights Augusta up and yeah, it was easy conditions and he just couldn't do it. You know, we mentioned two names there, Fleetwood and um
1: Gosh dang who are we just talking uh, about? Fleetwood, Henley, Fitzpatrick, Jason Day. Jason Day, yeah, Jason Day. Yeah, yeah, Jason yeah Day. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, so two bigger names, and the last time we faded a bigger name in the situation like this was Sergio when he won. So maybe this is the right. week, you know, we both fade him, and then all of a sudden some something comes out and breaks through. Golf is a very fickle game.
1: Yeah, so my uh, favorite plays are actually a little bit further down the board. One of them is Corey Connors. Corey Connors, top 12 last week at the Masters, finished T10, I believe. We both had him in our DraftKings lineups. Ball-striking, machine, course, should suit him. It's all about whether he makes putts. If he makes putts, I'm telling you, he will have a chance to win this golf tournament, and he's at 40-1. to 45-1 to 1 is Brian Harmon, who I mentioned. Both of his wins have come on Bermuda. Also, he won in 2014. He won in 2017. Those are his only two PGA Tour wins. So if he wants to keep the every-third-year interval going, he's either going to win this week or in two weeks at Mayakoba. And I like his chances better this week than I do at Mayakoba. Uh, so Brian Harmon at forty-five to one, and you know what? I think it is finally time for me to put this guy in my uh, in my best bet plays because he is just bordering on a breakthrough win. And it's a friend of the show Taylor Gooch, and he's sixty to one this week. You've been able to get him at hundred to one, one hundred twenty-five to one, a lot, but at sixty to one, I think that he's worth just a small amount of coin uh, in the event that he does reach out and win his first PGA Tour event because – it just feels like a matter of, of when, not if. Absolutely. At this point. He's playing great golf.
0: It's coming, and it, it's just a matter of, like you said, it, it, it's when as a matter of if. And so, you know, you can ride the train as long as you want. Um, it, it just goes to show, though, like you just mentioned, he's been 100, 120 to 1. Now they're bumping up to 60 to 1. So it goes to show not only what Vegas and, you know, DraftKings obviously has priced higher than he has been, too. So he's getting that respect. But it just goes to show how much better how much better his game is getting in the testament of, of work that he's putting in. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely coming at some point.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So RSM Classic this week, Sea Island. I'm looking forward to it. It's better field than I thought it would be. I'll have the PGA Tour live on tomorrow morning and see how some of my bets do, DraftKings lineups. Um... I mean, do you want to make one and done picks for fun, Tyler? We can't, you know. We had a one and done going. We don't. We don't anymore, though.
0: Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like match play when you're when you're down four with three holes to play. You just you just stop because four well, and three, you know. So we're well, but so you, so can ask you want to, your playing partner. You're like, do you want to finish? Do you want to finish the round? You, so you finish. You won two and one essentially.
1: Uh, so I finished with seven million seven hundred fifty five thousand five hundred, and you finished at six million two hundred forty two thousand five hundred, which is a difference of one million. 513,000?
0: Yeah, see, where I messed up was and where I lost it all is when I picked Fiend out of the week and he withdrew from um, the tournament because of COVID, and then I had Matthew Wolf and our other one-and-done who ended up losing in a playoff for second. So if I would have just made an accusation or made a... a statement said let me put him in then it would have bumped me up but right. i then ex- you would have lost by less which would be respectable well no because i would have picked the winner this week because oh that's true and i would have picked the win i would have picked um dj last week even though i already burned him i would, have, I, would I would have picked <laughs> that him. would have been smart to pick dj last week i, um, I would have picked cameron smith and, and Sonjay. I, I just had a feeling about him neither one of us
1: would be able to pick web this week because we've already used him if somebody is still in a one-and-done pool out there um i'm assuming everyone's used web at this point so if we look at these guys here at the top uh sung J I i would imagine a lot of people have used by now maybe a fleetwood henley well well but to, to Colby, maybe
0: maybe some pools are you know because ours ended on the masters maybe some pools either started once the tour championship ended yeah or maybe have starting back up this week so you may have a of players and so it, it all depends do you think it's
1: worth it to use Webb
0: this I week? i absolutely though? do not know i don't I, think so no, either
1: I, I, if i would run if, out of, if
0: yours is just starting i mean yeah yeah, yeah. if if I think a guy who a lot of people may still have, I think I used him a couple of weeks ago, um, but it played really good here. I think it'd be Russell Henley. I think, I think he would be a good one and done yeah. option if you still have him available. Yeah. I agree. He's got three
1: top tens at this course. They're in three consecutive years, 15, 16, 17. He's missed the cut here the last couple times, but he's obviously playing better golf than he has in the past. Uh, You know, you're looking for somebody else that you might have available further down the board. I I think Gooch is a a safe option to make the cut and and be top 20 with potentially a chance to contend if he makes some putts. Uh, Brian Harmon, I would imagine a lot of people haven't used. I think he's a good option this week if your pool's still going. So, uh, any love for the defending champion, Tyler Duncan? I'm 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 full fade on Tyler Duncan. He's not playing his best
0: golf right now. Ain't that crazy? And we we we, we, we essentially picked him every week for what oh, a, yeah. a three month stretch yeah. going back to essentially since we started back from mm-hmm. the COVID hiatus. He, he's now. missed back to back cuts
1: and four of his last seven.
0: I mean I mean if he's going to get the spark back at it, I guess it would be at the course that you're defending at. But I am definitely heavy fade, especially on betting him a chance to win back to back. Uh, tournaments, uh, uh, I'm sorry, winning, you know, the next defending champion win, when you've missed two cuts in a row, everything stacked against him, definitely fading, Tyler yep. Duncan.
1: Absolutely. All right, everybody, enjoy the RSM Classic this week. Uh, the hero is supposed to be next week. It is not. We'll likely have one episode for you next week on Thanksgiving week, recapping the RSM and kind of looking ahead to the offseason. Gosh, we- it is
0: Thanksgiving next week, Thanksgiving isn't it? Thanksgiving is next week. It feels week. so weird.
1: Yep. And we've got after this week, we'll have one more PGA Tour event um, and then the next one that we'll have is Kapalua Tournament of Champions in in January. So we got Maya Coba the first weekend of December, and then no golf, no golf until uh, until the Century Tournament of Champions. So we'll try to get some good interviews for you, get some people on to talk some golf in the off season. We're not going to shut her down. So uh,
0: no, Seventh Earl never shuts down. And one thing I hope happens, Colby, is that maybe with the Masters ending up this late, maybe. Um, the more casual golf fans can stay into the into the season more often because, like we say all the time, normally the season starts at Augusta right. in April and no one really ever pays attention to golf. So maybe with the Masters starting in April, maybe we'll pe- people will start paying more attention at, at the Century and some of those tournaments leading up into it, like yeah. the Florida Swing and all that, because those are really great tournaments, for yes, sure. No, you know.
1: There's a ton of great tournaments. I mean, the Players now is in March, so Absolutely. obviously that'll be a big one. WGC match think, play. Uh, WC Mexico. The tournaments in Hawaii are actually my wife's least favorite tournaments of the year because on Thursday and Friday whenever she gets off work golf is still on TV for like seven hours
0: <laughs> oh oh it's yeah I, I, yeah the the, uh, the spouses hate it but uh, but us us golf viewers God, we love so it so great to go to bed at night watching golf oh, oh, it's, oh man. it's fabulous yeah it's, t- it's, tough yeah, to beat. yeah if uh, we talk about we love West Coast primetime golf but I love me some Hawaiian golf I yeah. mean that, that's even better yeah it's awesome all right great
1: stuff check us out the 73rd rdholecom search for us Facebook Twitter and Instagram search 73rd hole thanks for listening once again we're back Monday with more 73rd hole